Hey monies, welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Jax Prince, your favorite non-binary, nerdy, and neurodivergent content creator and voice actor. You may have heard them over at Noir Caesar and Black Girls Anime, where they've been creating amazing content that's in-depth, informative, educational, and entertaining. And as you may have noticed, I'm using they, them pronouns, so make sure to get it right in the comments, meanings. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, hey Jax, welcome to the Sailor Fan Club Podcast. Hi there, thank you so much for having me, it is great to be on. Yeah, I'm so excited for this, I'm such a fan for so long. Thank you. I'm a fan of your podcast and everything too. Like, thank you so much for having me on. Like, you always do like really good interviews. So thank you so much. I'm very excited. Like, I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like smiling so much. This is so awesome. It's always fun when like I have some on the podcast that I'm a fan of and they're a fan of me. And it's just like this whole thing where we're just like, we just love each other. And it's just great. It's the best feeling. It's the best feeling. I love it. It really is. It just warms my heart. So thank you for being a fan. I'm a fan of you. I like watch so many of your videos. I think they're so, as you said, like in depth, informative, educational, entertaining. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before we get into all of your amazing work, Let's ask, first question I ask usually is, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? My first memory of watching Sailor Moon was the uh, DIC dub, uh, Once Upon a Time, feels like ages ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember thinking, uh, wow, this is so different from so many Western cartoons that I experienced, but it wasn't, Sailor Moon wasn't my first anime. But it was, you know, the first time that I was seeing girls in charge, you know, and they were controlling the narrative and there was all of this power and everything. And that's my very first memory of Sailor Moon. I just remember hearing the Sailor Moon theme song and just thinking, wow, this slaps, you know, just getting so excited anytime, you know, I knew Sailor Moon would come on, get home from school. Or if I was home from sick one day, I'd just be like, okay, I have to watch Sailor Moon. Do not interrupt me. Do not talk to me. Do not touch me. Do not speak to me. I need to watch Sailor Moon. I need to know what's going to happen like in the show. So that is my very first experience with Sailor Moon. And I became a Moony hard. Like I fell, I fell for the fandom very hard in life. I love that so much. Yes, absolutely. Theme song slaps. It was addictive, like so magical, so different. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Did you have any favorite like episodes or specific moments you remember? I specifically remember seeing Haruka Tenno, Sailor Uranus, um, because at that point, I couldn't really relate to any of the Sailor Scouts. Um, Like I could, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, None of them, like all of them, okay, how do I explain this? The best way I can explain this is that when me and my sister and my cousin, we would play Sailor Moon. Growing up on the south side of Chicago, we would run around pretending to be the Sailor Scouts. And there was this drain pipe or a manhole cover or whatever it was. And that's how we transform. We'd step on it. We'd be like, Sailor Moon, Sailor Mercury, you know, Sailor Mars. And I always, you know, would be Sailor Mercury until I got a bit older. We were still playing this game, ridiculously enough. And we were still playing this game. Love that. (laughs) <laughs> and I and I just and I remember looking up. I'm like, okay, so what's my actual Sailor Scout affiliation? Who best represents me? You know, what is my zodiac affiliation to the Sailor Scouts? And I saw that it was Haruka Tenno, Sailor Uranus, and I'm just like, but she looks like a boy. Like I don't like that. I was actually <laughs> like, I was really upset. I remember being deeply upset. I'm just like, but she's she's a she looks so boyish like why why is that like why is she an Aquarius like me and then of course I as I got older and I saw like what her character was about I'm just like okay 
but she's on to something like, you know, there's something about me that endears me to this character. And I didn't realize it later, but she would be the reason that I would come out as non-binary transgender. Because as soon as I saw Sailor Uranus, like it took me a minute to warm up to her, but then I was just like, wait, that that's me right there. Like right down to not fitting into being the traditional, you know, feminine presenting woman, you know, not me fitting into, you know, doesn't matter if I was a boy or girl. That was the moment that hit me the hardest when I first heard Haruka ask Usagi, does it matter if I'm a boy or a girl? And that right there was my come to moment where I was just like, yeah, okay. Like I I'm feeling some things, but that's the moment that I remember the most. And that would be the moment that would have a significant impact on my life. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I love that Sailor Moon can like do that for people like the show, not the character. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I remember like, uh, I was like, Oh, um, I want to ask them to be on the podcast. I don't know if they're a Sailor Moon fan, and you posted that video of um, you're like, oh, Haruka like inspired me to come out, and I was just like, oh, this has to happen. <laughs> I was like, just like thinking of how much that character like influenced you was just like, oh my god, this is so cool. Thank you. Like I even co I even cosplayed her. She was one of my favorite viral cosplays that I think I've ever done. Her, me, and her um, Mugen uniform, her high school uniform. Where I was wearing the slacks and everything. And I got it thinking, oh, I don't know. You know, I haven't cosplayed in so long, but let me try it. And next thing I know, it's viral, and I'm excited, and I'm just like, okay, yes. Like this just it felt like the perfect homage to this character who has just like inspired my life so much. Yeah, yeah. The cosplay was super dope, too. I love that you. so much. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I did see that, too. And I was just like, huh. But you never know, because a lot of people cosplay Sailor Moon characters, and they don't know. They're, like, not fans, but they love, like, the aesthetic. Uh -huh. And it's just like, you know, you know, but love that. Um, so I'm guessing, like, Haruka is your favorite senshi, or who's, who would you say is your favorite senshi? Absolutely, Haruka is my favorite senshi. My second favorite senshi would be Seiya. Oh no, she's a star. Ooh. She's a star. Well, yeah, she's a star fighter, right? Sailor, what are they? Yeah. Star fighters, right? So they count as senshi, right? I think. Yeah, definitely. Okay, like, awesome. I yeah, think so, yeah. Her and Seiya are my favorites, without a oh, doubt. <laughs> I love Seiya so much. I never thought I would ever accept another love interest for Usagi until Seiya came along. Until Seiya came along, right? And then you're just like, wait, I don't hate this. No, actually, I love this. No, wait. <laughs> like, can she have both? <laughs> right. Like, I'm low-key rooting for this now. I don't, I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, those are awesome choices, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, also, I meant to say, I love that you and your, your um, you say your cousins or your s siblings? My cousin and my, yeah, my uh, my cousin and my sister. Okay, it was both. Okay, I was like, I couldn't remember which one. Um, that you guys had like a designated area to transform. That's so <laughs> genius. I meant to say that before, because like, I remember me and my cousins did the same thing. And I would be Sailor Moon. One of my other cousins was Sailor Mars. And then mm. I forgot what my other cousin would be. But yeah, but like we would just like run around the house and just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like a designated area makes so much sense. Um, and also, yeah, 
we would we would go all in with like we have to transform before we go back to the house so the adults don't know that we're magic like we really we really believe that we really believe that it's like one of my fondest memories i'm just like yeah that that's a thing that happened like and that's why i love like being able to talk about it that's why i love the nerd fandom because where else would i have an opportunity to talk about like this moment like so thank you yeah no i mean yeah that's that's why the podcast exists and yeah no i love that so much and then i because i'm a sailor jupiter i just remembered yes yeah Yeah, that was it sailor moon other cousin sailor mercury she had like long black hair Mm -hmm. um and then my other cousin was uh sailor jupiter she was like just i think gravitated to all brunettes in general Mm. i don't know um but yeah i'm like trying to think like do they still act like that i don't know (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah um so a little bit about you um when did you decide or like fall in love with voice acting so i have always wanted to be a voice actor even when i was younger i would do these okay so funny story i have terrible anxiety i have the worst anxiety um and i mean it is madam do you mind sorry that would be my kitten all over my cords um (laughs) and as when i was younger i found a way that would ease that anxiety would be talking in different accents you know so i would see like a british accent something and so i try and imitate that or if i got scared or something like i would immediately almost lapse into like or just try to do like a funny voice to kind of maybe break the tension around me and as i got older i realized you know i would see oh my god i've been playing video games and watching anime my entire life but i would think how cool would it be to actually voice some of these characters and really get into the series like that and just kind of go beyond just being you know a normal fan and as I got older, I had all I, I had always wanted to sing. Here's the thing. I cannot sing to save my life. <laughs> like if it came right down to it, like I cannot <laughs> sing. That is that is that is my one regret is that I can't sing. Oh, um, but then I got sick. I got very sick when I was 16 or so. And it was like going through a second puberty. My voice used to be super high and super light and everything. And then like my voice immediately dropped. Like I was going through a second puberty and I'm just like, oh, my voice is never gonna be the same. What happened to me? You know, and then people would start asking, hey, do you sing? Do you, and then people would start saying, you know, you do good for radio or podcast or something like that. I'd be like, eh, I don't, I don't think it's a dream that I could actually attain anymore. You know, I, I literally let it go. It's just this childhood dream that I wanted to do. And it was right up there with writing manga, you know, like I'm black, like, how am I going to write manga? Like, I doubt they'd pick me, you know, that was my thinking at the time. And the same went for voice acting as well, you know, just like, well, most of the voice actors that I'm aware of are white with the exception of Cree Summer, who was my biggest inspiration then yes. and now. And, also you know, Moon fan. sorry. <laughs> yes. I love that. She's, I love that. She's a nerd. Like nothing makes yeah. me happier knowing she's a nerd. Like I, when I grow up, I want to be like Cree Summer. Like she's so awesome. yeah. she is. And I just remember just giving up on it, but you know, I'd still do the different voices and everything. And then there came a time in my life where I had to, well, I mean, I, can I be open on, like, how much do you, how much am I allowed to talk about? <laughs> as much as you want. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Okay, so there was a time when I was a professional dominatrix, um, and oh, these yeah, accents, a, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, please, go ahead, go I was, ahead. I was gonna say, we've had a sex worker on the show, so. Oh, great, You're perfect. Good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, yay, yay. Oh, oh, thank you, okay, perfect. Um, so there was a time where I was a professional dominatrix. I mean, I technically still am. I do phone sex work and everything. And those those accents would really come in handy. So I would practice these different voices, these different characters and everything that I had to be. And people would believe it. I remember 
getting people to believe that I was like from England or someplace like for almost two months before I was finally, okay, I'm done with the accent. This is actually what I sound like now. And they're just like, <laughs> fucking what? You know, so, and I remember that. And then I remember wanting to do voice acting. And then when I got with Noir, um, that seemed to be more of a reality. You know, saying, maybe I maybe I can do this. You know, I'm working in manga. I've written a manga. I didn't think that was possible. Maybe I should do voice acting. And it's namely because I kept hearing, you have such a great voice. You have a great voice for radio. You have a great voice for TV. You have a great voice for this, that, and the third. I'd be like, yeah, but I can't sing. I don't think I'll go very far. Like I said, I have anxiety. Like, so I was just like, I don't, I don't think I'll go very far with this, you know? Like, I don't have the money for school. I can't. Nobody's going to want to hear me talk. But then I remembered... Um, when I was really little, my mom would do depositions. You know, she was a businesswoman and everything like that. And she would bring home her tape recorders. Uh, and I would just record myself just saying silly shit on her recorder all the time. And then I remembered that and that kind of, you know, maybe pushed me forward saying, okay, I, I see the universe is kind of giving me a sign. Maybe that is something I should pursue. And it was when I got with Noir that I started taking it very seriously. I started doing the voiceover videos and everything and really trying to come out of my shell because there was a time where before I got with Noir, there was a lot of stuff going on in my life and it led to me being agoraphobic. Um, it led to me being people-phobic. You know, I didn't come around mm -hmm. to people. I didn't talk to people. And when I say agoraphobic, I mean, I didn't leave my house unless it was, okay, I am on my last like box of crackers. I should probably try and go and go outside and get some food. And even then it was a huge, it was a huge thing for me too, just to step outside. Um, and for people who don't know, being agoraphobic is this phobia of outdoors. And with me combined with a lot of things that have happened in my life, I take a step outdoors and I'm always scared something's going to happen, you know? So that's something I've been working through. But, you know, with noir, they're just like, take your time. You know, you want to do voiceovers and stuff like that. Great. You don't have to leave the house to do voiceovers. Just do voiceovers for us. I'm like, okay, I can do these voiceover videos and really try it. And it gave me a sense of purpose, too. So that's when I really decided after meeting Mela Lee, um, another very famous voice actress, and working with her uh, on a couple of noir projects, I want to do voice acting. I can I can absolutely do this. I'm going to take it seriously. And I remember telling people, I, I remember telling people three years ago, I'm going, to, I'm going to do voice acting. And it was like, okay, sure, yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. And I thought, you know, being down here in the South, what? how am I going to do voice acting? You know, like nobody's going to want to hear that. Like there's nothing in the South for me where I could do it. And I'm like, that's an excuse. I can find a voice acting teacher while I'm here and do virtual lessons. So I started doing virtual lessons. Um, And it's been a great experience ever since you know i recorded my first demo reel my first two demo reels um gotta redo them but they came out good nonetheless so i'm looking forward to doing that my teacher's working with me and excuse me my mentor is john eric bentley who voiced barrett in final fantasy 7 remake and he's an icon he's done so much he was on sister sister all the great 90s shows he was in sailor moon he was um he was all oh, he was tiger eye he was tiger eye i think, oh I, think that, I think he was tiger eye wait i'm about to like like oh God, this, this I can't amazing. remember. I can't remember if he was fish eye or tiger eye or I can't remember. He was one of the three. He was one of the trio. And oh when I found that out, and you wouldn't know. Oh, just, yeah, he was tiger eye. Yes, and just and when you look at him, you're just like, what? Like <laughs> you were one of my favorite villains. Like <laughs> why? Why are why are you gonna train somebody like me? Why am I worthy? Like why are why are you gonna try and train somebody like me? But he's been a great blowing my mind. Sorry, like he's like, in he was voiced by a black man. Like what? Right? This just like makes me so happy as a fact. Like I was so hyped to know that about him. And I'm just like wow. I'm in I'm in the presence of royalty because he really has done it all. John is incredible, and he's wow. been a great mentor Wait, and trying to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, I'm just like looking back, and he also voiced um, Tiger's Eye in the new dub too. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, whoa! Oh my god, yes. Okay, sorry. I'm I just like going know. down this IMDb rabbit hole right now, but I'm gonna stop. Go ahead. <laughs> no, like I didn't know he reprised it in the new dub. That makes me really happy to know, actually. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and it's just ever since then, you know, I've been really trying to get small roles and build up to it, um, and really market myself as a voice actor. And that is essentially what made what motivated me to do it. So, and then you know, of course, being surrounded by so much black excellence in voice acting now, that helps significantly. Like Zeno and Anairis and just uh, Gabe and so many others. And I'm just like, you know what? Now is my chance. I can do this. I can absolutely do this. I'm going to do this. And that was my decision to become a voice actor. I love a. Uh, overcoming story <laughs> thank you i'm still working on the oh. overcoming part i still feel like i'm not quite there yet i'm getting ready to move to la and that's like a whole thing for voice acting but yeah. i am i'm really looking forward to it yeah no, i mean i feel like you know i have anxiety too and it's funny like i used to hate public speaking and i think i, I might still do i don't know i haven't same really to do it on a <laughs> larger scale but if you would have told me i had like a podcast in like high school i'd be like what same <laughs> same <laughs> but um you are like blowing my mind because I feel like for so long I was following your work um, and like with your videos and I was like, oh, like J- Jax is so great. And like you're bringing up all these things. And I'm like, oh yeah, you did write a manga. Oh yeah, you do all these other things. <laughs> um, yeah, I do actually want to talk about Hana Kotoba, the language of flowers. <laughs> um, how is that coming out? Because you wrote a manga. I believe it's not out yet. No, it is not mm-hmm. out yet. Um, mm-hmm. So the way that Noir is kind of restructuring things, we're going to be focusing on how we put out manga and how much we put out at a time. So mm-hmm. my manga was pushed back, which was fine because it gave me more time to get a chapter two up. And my mm-hmm. manga has been through the ringer, like not not because of Noir, but because of everything that had to go into it so far. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I lost my first artist to COVID. She passed. Um, and I was devastated. I was so heartbroken because it took me a year and a half to find her. Um, but she unfortunately passed from COVID. So that just, that sank me. Like that was just like, well, screw it. I don't even want to work on this manga. It's not her. It's not. And she really had the shoujo style. Like she did, did, you know, and it was, it it was incredible. So then I was just like, okay, I I still need to tell this story. You know, I have to keep moving on, even if it's with a different artist, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I began looking for another artist and Noir helped me find it. Um, And so Noir put me with another incredible artist, you know, who just also does shoujo manga. And I'm just like, okay, let's pick it right back up. But then I realized, you know, people are, people in Hollywood are looking at language of flowers. And this is, this is, this is a, big deal for me because now I'm being asked to write a screenplay for it Oh wow! and pitch it you know so I'm just like oh god so it's from my first manga to my first screenplay help me I have no idea what I'm doing so (laughs) it's happening whether you're ready or not (laughs) exactly so I've been working on the screenplay I've been working with Noir's editors you know they've been really helping me through this process and it's so funny because once you start something you realize maybe you're not as bad as it as you thought you were going to be so you know it's it's really exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time to be like yeah xyz at xyz company wants you know to know hey what's going on with language flowers we're very curious about language flowers we're asking for it by name and i'm just like ah, 
<laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I swear it's coming. So we've got the manga coming out in a couple of months, and then I'm working on the screenplay, and hopefully that will be picked up. And then, you know, you'll see Language of Flowers on uh, Netflix or something cool like that. And that is the hope. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's so funny. Every time I have someone on the show, they're always working on something that's like, amazing that's coming out later and i'm like oh you have to come back when it happens because yes i'll be happy to thank you yeah please do because it's, it's just so, so funny how that happens i mean it's it makes sense because like all moonies are amazing and i feel like <laughs> just always doing amazing things like so many people on that have been on the podcast even in the past year like now like they've released a new book or they've released like a new thing or they're doing a new project and i'm like you have like a whole other set of <laughs> things to talk about now <laughs> so yeah. yeah oh it's it's been busy but i i've been very grateful like i'm really grateful this is a big moment of transition for me so i am incredibly grateful yeah. for all the opportunity i can to get to grow and learn yeah oh man so excited for you i'm like smiling right now Thank um, you. also i um forgot and i it's funny because i was just looking at this yesterday but i thought it was so clever that you do the phone sex on um only fans i didn't i haven't seen anyone else do that or I haven't heard of anyone else doing that. And I was just like, that's so smart. Cause like you want to get into voice acting. It's a great way to kind of like hone those skills and show your skills, but also like make money. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. At mm -hmm. first I was nervous to let people know, you know, I'm doing phone sex. Like that's the job that I'm currently on break for so I can do the podcast. So, ah. <laughs> and I, I love it. I love it so much because mm -hmm. at first it was just like, okay, I really need to make money. And, you know, but what can I do that lets me make money in a good way? You know, because, I mean, sex work is nothing new to me. You know, I've been a professional dominatrix, like, most of my adult life. And doing it over phone was, like, something that I had done in the past as well, just for certain clients. But I'd be like, okay, let's do this full time. And I love it because most – and then I, then I watch most anime that is such H E and fan <laughs> service. And I'm like, I make those sounds every day. I'm on the right track. I can do this. You know, and that's what I love about it. And when it came to OnlyFans, I was just like, nobody's talking about this. I know that OnlyFans is very visual, very visual platform. So if they're not seeing something, they may not be as, you know, intrigued. You know, I'm not seeing something, I'm hearing it, you know. And mm -hmm. so I've just decided that for these next couple of episodes, because I've just been talking about what it's like doing phone sex, I haven't actually uploaded an actual call. So what I'm going to be doing for this week's video is I'm going to be doing an improv, because that's really what phone sex is. It's improv. Mm -hmm. You know, it's improv. You have to be real quick with it. And you have to be comfortable with a lot of things, like a lot of things, you know, and it's really essentially acting. I cannot stress that enough. It is acting, you know, whatever kink your client has, you have to act like, oh yeah, I'm into it more than you are. Like <laughs> you really have to sell it. Even if it's just like, oh God, I got to go to church and bathe myself in holy water. Like <laughs> I'm not getting, I'm not getting into heaven after this. No, like, but I love it. And it's such an interesting way for me to get into voice acting. And that's something that I felt like, you know, if it hadn't been for literally Megan the Stallion or Little Nas X being nerds and being out and being, you know, having sexuality so tied to their nerdism as well, I probably would have stayed quiet about it because I'm thinking, wow, you know, I go out as a phone sex. If I come out as a phone sex operator, will that hurt my chances of voice acting? And then I started looking at it like, no, because it's literally just a different form of voice acting and it's helping me hone my craft. And again, I say again, like I want I want to I want to bring back dubbing hentai. I want to dub I wanna I wanna make dubbing hentai a thing again. And some of my projects are hentai based as well. So I wanna bring that back into the mainstream where dubbing hentai is not just, you know, the bad <laughs> the right. bad dubbing it used to be. I want professional I wanna I wanna be a professional level voice acting who does dubbing hentai but can also do something as sweet and sincere as 
best fruits basket. That's the goal yes. that I am working on. But thank you so much for that. I want that for you because I I've been going down a, a smut manga <laughs> rabbit hole recently. Swear, I stay oh. down that rabbit hole. I swear, <laughs> like anything I'm reading, it has to be smut. I'm oh reading like God. a billion manga right now, and it's like all smut. And I'm just like, huh. Yeah, that's that's about where I'm at right now. Like I'm in the process of reading on Velvet Kiss, which I hear is like a popular one. I think. Ooh, I sure. have not heard of that. I need to read it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And uh, just like a bunch of like little like webtoons and stuff, but they're not mm-hmm. as like, you know, NSFW. I think that's the acronym. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I totally want that for you. I think I've been actually thinking about like hentai lately and I'm like, we do need like more dubbed, like good dubbed hentai because like, you know, we don't have it and you know. People want it. <laughs> yes, and there's so many like just good hentai, specifically Jose hentai coming out. I call it Jose mm. hentai because it feels vastly different from mainstream hentai that's meant for the male gaze. Right. And I would not mind at all getting a project like that. I'm like, what? I can do this, please. Like, so if there are any hentai producers listening, um, I'm your they. Like, hit me up. I will make your project sound great. Yes, hit up Jax. They are your person. <laughs> I, yeah, your voice is like so soothing, by the way. I know you hear, I'm sure you hear that a lot, but like I'm listening to it and I'm just like, oh, this is so nice. Thank you. <laughs> that makes me really happy to hear. Like, like I said, I cannot, I cannot take a compliment to save my life. So thank you. Cause I'm always like worried about like what my voice sounds like. And if I'm being too loud because fun fact, I have significant hearing damage. So like very bad hearing damage. So I'm worried that sometimes I might be too loud. Like, and I literally cannot hear myself sometimes, like how loud I'm getting. Like, I could be really excited about something and you would hear me like two doors over and I'd be like, I am so sorry. Just let me know <laughs> if I'm being loud. But that's that's something that makes me really happy to hear. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, your voice levels are perfect right now. So don't even worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually other thing too like what would you say is a misconception about being a phone sex worker or a dominatrix oh i love this question and i love you for asking these questions oh yeah, my god because like, um oh please go ahead go ahead no i'll just say it's important i feel like so many people like have so many perceptions or preconceived no- notions about these professions and i'm like let's get it out in the air well <laughs> i would say for being a dominatrix the main conception is that black people are not into bdsm Um, This is Mm. a complete misconception, but I can also understand the cultural and historical stigma that might come with it. You know, you being black and into BDSM, um, weren't your ancestors slaves? Like, I'm pretty sure they're side eyeing you for being into this sort of thing like that. And then I'm just like, well, no, my ancestors would probably be proud of me that I get to beat racist white men and make money for it. And they like that. Like, it's incredible (laughs) because most of my clients, not even most, all of my clients, I have never had a black client in my life. Like ever in my career have I never had a black client. I've had black submissives, but I have never had a black, well, I've had black women and non-men submissives, but I've actually never had a black man as a submissive or a client. Um, So it is predominantly white. It is 100%, I'd say it's 95% white Um, with that 5% being black, Asian and Latinx people, PLC people who are into it. Um, it may be even be a bit smaller, actually. That, that feels a bit too generous to say. So let's say 97%. Um, but it is very lucrative and it is one of the only fields 
where you do not have to have sex with anybody in the field of sex work. Like, let me let me be very specific about this. A lot of a lot of my clients are into pegging, you know, so that's just a strap on, you know, like fat fucking them with a strap on. Um and uh, but I don't have to be like naked, you know, I don't have to be the one to get done, which is always nice. Um and that's something that I really like about it because, you know, it's it's so cathartic. So, it's very cathartic and I cannot tell you just how therapeutic it can be. Again, having people who are have you seen meg the stallion's thought thought shit video yes okay talk the, about cathartic yes <laughs> that type of white man in that video those are my oh. fucking clients those are my clients those are my fucking clients who will turn around and say how much they hate black women and can't stand black women or black people in general but will pay dumb money to be beat senseless by one, to have needles shoved through their dicks by one, to be degraded. Literally the wildest thing a client ever said to me was, I want you to punish me for my family, for my ancestors and my family owning yours. Let me tell wow. you, I, I I beat this man within an inch of his life. The rule is thou, thou shalt not strike in anger, but like, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. Like, if you bring this to me, I'm going to enjoy this. Like, because of all, especially being black just today, anytime, just being black in general, like that's so cathartic and I love it. But another misconception about phone sex is that, believe me, we're acting. I remember having a client say, hey, are you playing with your pussy? And I'm just like, I sure am. I literally had my cat in my lap and was just rubbing her. Like, literally, <laughs> like, like, or saying, oh, I bet you're fingering yourself so hard right now. I'm literally playing video games, nigga. Like, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm working on OnlyFans content. Like, no, we we are acting. Like, we are not into this as much as you think we are. That's hilarious. It's funny because they're like, oh, you bet you're playing with your pussy. Like, technically, yeah. Technically, <laughs> yes. It's not a lie, but, you right. know. But they but they love it, you know. And I will say another thing about phone sex is um, it's, it's, it's okay, the misconceptions, and I see this a lot. I do These are misconceptions that I want to clear up. I see people joke all the time, I'm going to become a stripper. I'm going to become a domination. I'm going to get into phone sex. Y'all, it is way harder than you think it is. Like, it is so much harder, especially if you want to talk about people. And I love people who say, oh, I'm just going to become a stripper. That shit takes work. I like, I, I was one of those people who thought, you know what, I'm just going to become a stripper. Guess what? I don't have rhythm. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I had no talent. Like, I have, like, no ass or no titties to be up there flaunting to, like, the audience. Like, I had none of that, but I thought I could do it. And it was work. And I got up there on the stage and I looked stupid. So that was so humbling. So if you're going to if you're gonna say some silly shit, like, if I'm going to be a stripper. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into sex work. I'm going to do phone sex work. Like, really think really think about that because it's never as easy as you think it is especially with phone sex like it's not just talking to like you know and i know that a lot of people's experience with phone sex is so screwed up is for rocco's modern life where rocco got a job as a phone sex worker and ended up talking to mrs Bighead. and you know there's literally a sign that says be sexy be saucy be naughty be something and he's like oh baby oh baby oh baby and then the phone clicks off because he realizes he's talking to mrs Bighead. but oh like gosh. you have to be so good at and you have to be flexible. I cannot stress this again, okay? Because I get some really, really screwed up calls. And here's the best part. A lot of my clients do not know that I'm black. They think I'm white. Um, so they will say some fucked up shit to me, not realizing I am black. There is, there is a fetish for black women and black guys, specifically black penis. Um, there is a fetish for it. So if you are not okay with race play and that sort of thing like that, you know, then you, this is not the line of work you want to be in. I cannot stress that enough. Like you have to be okay with it. You, you have to be okay with it, but you have to be okay pretending that you're okay with it. 
and like that's pretty much it like and that's another that's that's the misconceptions that i want to clear up about it but if you're black and you do want to get into bdsm please hit me up like do not go out there because this is an industry that will eat you alive if you are not careful so you know if you do have any questions about that like definitely hit me up about that sort of thing or check out my OnlyFans where i talk more in depth about this sort of thing but i i love i love what i do you know it's it's an incredible experience and i'm happy to have those experiences in a healthy and safe way that i can do it and make money that's always nice yeah sounds sounds great to me (laughs) yeah i love too that we we've started to say sex work because i think a lot of people don't realize like you said that it is still work like it is yes it is work (laughs) it takes like practice it takes yeah it takes work Mm -hmm. (laughs) it takes time it takes energy oh yeah, so thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Cause no, I'm always, thank you for letting yeah. me share it. Thank you for letting yeah. me share it. <laughs> it's so true, because it's just like, I feel like there's, especially with sex work, there's so many people who don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about misconceptions. Let's talk about what you do, what you don't do, what happens, what doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of like, also, I didn't realize that Rocco's Modern Life had that episode. Yes! <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, we were children. Like, we were literally kids. Who were these cartoons for? Because they were not for children. You cannot convince me. You cannot convince me. I had to Google and make sure I was thinking of the right show. Because I was like, no, not the Nickelodeon series? I was like, what? (laughs) That scene was there. Rocco was filthy. Rocco was fucking filthy. They had jokes all over. And now I get my grandma did not want me watching that show. Like, my mom would put on cartoons. My grandma would be like, no! I'd just be like laughing, not knowing any different. Like, oh, cool. A casual masturbation joke throughout the entire length of the series. Right on. Like, I watch it now and I'm just like, how they they could not get away with this now. Like, they could not. I'm on the Wikipedia page and there's like a whole section on censorship. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go down that rabbit hole. Like, I love it. It's definitely going to be my night. Tonight's plans. (laughs) After this, it's like... Going down this Rocco's Modern Life rabbit hole, gonna probably, like watch <laughs> the whole series. Only fifty two episodes, not too bad for a yeah. cartoon. Um, also, when I think of phone sex, I always think of um, there's this movie I watch called uh, uh, The Mirror Has Two Faces, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like what you said. Like she's like on this call with this guy, and like he's just like she has like this really sexy voice, and he's just like talking to her. And the whole time she's just like doing her nails and like, <laughs> <laughs> like their rollers, just like lounging. <laughs> and like they ended up not actually talking about anything like sex related. He just was like venting his feelings about like something and like how like I don't even remember, just like how you couldn't find like the right woman or whatever. Yeah, that's... And she was like bathing her kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's so accurate, though. Like, I will be doing everything but, like, what this person thinks I'm actually doing to myself on my phone. Like, I will clean out my litter. I will clean out the cat's litter box. I'll try and make food. Like, and then, like, I'll have to mute the phone if I'm, like, trying to cook or something and then come back on, like, right after he's done talking. Like, yeah, that's, that's sure. Like, yeah, right on. So, but I love it. I really do. It's great. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, Other thing, you recently went viral. I wanted to talk about that um, with your awesome new haircut. Or I guess it's not new anymore, but it was new then. 
How did that feel? Go viral on TikTok. You like hit the TikTok lottery. <laughs> I I felt some type of way about it, honestly, because I had been struggling to make content. Like because and I'm very open when it comes to my struggles and stuff like that. I get autistic burnout very bad. I get depression, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I get like knocked off, and this is why they say routine is very important for autistic people, because if I get knocked off my routine, then I feel bad that I've been knocked off my routine and then I'm like, Oh my god, I'm struggling to keep up and stuff. So TikTok was my way of kind of working through my depression and saying, Hey, despite how I feel, I'm still gonna make content, you know, I'm still gonna put myself out there and see what happens. And then I got my hair cut. Um, and now I've got my second video going viral, which just blows my mind. And it's a, it's, a, it's a haircut TikTok on top of that. It's a haircut TikTok. And then it's another one where I'm talking about how my one of my neighbors heard me voice acting hentai and came over to check on me. And that was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, and that's my other one that's blowing up right now. Um, but I felt incredible because, you know, all these people, all these incredible comments and everything, you know, and the block and delete button are like cathartic. I love them. I'm so here for it. Like that's self-love right there. Like I block and I delete. I don't are you anymore i just block and i delete i'm not going to debate you you know so i love it i love the support and i love the encouragement and i love feeling like yeah i can do this you know i can really do this i can make content and people will like it and they'll react and they'll respond and it was affirming it really was affirming because i had spent so many years just kind of lost not knowing what i wanted to do and trying to be somebody else that i'm not you know so it felt affirming to see people are responding more to my natural authentic self than this fake ass persona that I was trying to be all those years leading up to that and I love it you know and it's reaffirming and it's validating and I I love it I genuinely love it and I'm looking forward to making more content in the future that's awesome yeah I uh I have to check out that video because I have not seen it yet oh it's embarrassing I'm sure it's great it sounds great (laughs) um and, you know, this is a Sailor Moon fan club podcast, but I always like to ask, um, what are some other favorite anime that you have? Just because, you know, we are Sailor Moon fans, but we like we like other anime, too. <laughs> Fruits Basket. <laughs> I, I will talk forever about Fruits Basket. If you were to ask me one of my top, if I had to narrow down my top three favorite shows of all time in the history of mankind, Fruits Basket would be on that top three list. Um, I love it. I love the way they deal with trauma. I love how they talk about so many things in my life. Like I discovered Fruits Basket. I've been reading the manga since I was like 14 years old. And I just remember thinking, oh, what a cute series, you know, because that's what Fruits Basket is. It's cute. It's funny. Oh, what? They turn into Zodiac animals when you hug them. Kawaii. That's adorable. Wait, no. Now it's taking a different left turn. And now things are getting really dark. And what? Now we're talking about parental abuse and trauma and all this. What? Like, I love it. And the writing was so good. Like, it was incredible. And just seeing that animated, you know, over a decade later, like, what, 14, how old am I, like 32? That's, yeah, well over a decade, like almost 15 years to see these stories that, you know, the first anime didn't capture, you know, that, you know, ran out of episodes to do it, whatever the reason was, and then seeing this beautifully remastered series and the main cast has reprised their roles, the main English dub, and I will I will stand by this. The Fruits Basket dub is one of the standards we need to be holding dubbing to because that everybody did such incredible work and it's because of the voice acting that, that it's because of the Fruits Basket series that I wanted to take voice acting more seriously. I got to meet Chris Sabat, which was one of the happiest moments of my life. Like the voice of Vegeta, I got to meet him and we talk, we talk now. Like, and I'm just like, 
bro. You were, I remember hearing him as Ayame, and that's another character that helped me realize that I was never going to be straight or cisgender. Ayame, too, from Fruits Basket. And just, that is a series that holds so deeply to my heart because it helped me overcome and recognize a lot of my own personal trauma and work through it. Like, I love every character on that show, even Akito. Like, I can relate to them, you know? And I just really love that series. Like, I could be here talking about Fruits Basket all day, but Fruits Basket is absolutely a show that I am loving right now. I am going to be devastated when the final episode airs, but that is definitely my main show that I am watching right now without fail, without hesitation, loyally and faithfully. Yeah, I um, I watched the first version of Fruits Basket, but I don't really remember it, and I feel like I need to rewatch it. I heard the new version is really good, so I might just watch that. Um but yeah, I hear I hear so many good things. But I remember my college roommate described it. She was like, "Yeah, it's so cute." And I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh, oh. I don't I don't know if you watched the right one I'm watching." I don't think <laughs> but... we watched the same series. No, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I probably actually ever yeah, funny. Um, and then if you could ever voice a Sailor Moon character, who would you like to voice? It would be either Haruka or Seiya. It would be sense. one of those two, or or fisheye, or fisheye. Definitely love, those three. I'd love to see you take on any of those characters. I feel like I'm like listening to your voice. I'm like trying to think. I feel like you'd be a good Haruka. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or say it. I think yeah. Say it, yeah. I think I mean anybody, anybody. Honestly, anybody would be great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I like thinking of you with like their character face and I'm like yeah and then like listening to your voice and I'm like this works and I'm like this works too this also works <laughs> see that helps here like help me figure out who I would be good at because that really yeah. helps thank you yeah. <laughs> um and then I don't know if you want to answer all these but advice for someone who wants to become a voice actor um wants to deal with the government and changing their name and correcting their gender correcting their name um or or and or um i guess you kind of talked about being a a sex worker Mm -hmm. so i guess we don't have to talk about that i feel like you already gave advice for that so yeah i think becoming a voice actor and correcting your name and correcting your gender with the governments so what i this is a question i get asked a lot how do i start in voice acting i tell everybody the same take classes i cannot stress this enough take a class take a formal voice acting and acting class don't just worry about voice acting because you know there's there's acting and then there's voice acting and the two are different but they're also extremely vastly different mediums where as with regular acting you know you learn to recognize tone and cue and you have the luxury of having that your co your co-actors face in front of you a lot of people think voice acting works where oh you know everybody's in the same room and they're voice acting sometimes yes but more than not you're re- you're reacting you're reacting to somebody you're not in the same room with you're literally just reacting to their voice and what's going on on the screen and in order to understand that you need to go to school for that that was the advice given to me by Mr. John Eric Bentley himself take a class please because that will help that that'll that that can help you more than I can honestly that will teach you you know how to find your voice that will teach you the ins and outs of voice acting that'll teach you you know the different voices that you can do and what works for you and what doesn't you know it'll teach you how to breathe properly it's all of these intricacies that go into voice acting and you're best suited for a voice acting class as well as an acting class I cannot stress that enough take 
multiple voice acting classes, take multiple acting classes. One, because, you know, if you're producers and casting agents will see that on your resume and think, okay, yeah, they have professional training. I'm going to want to work with them as opposed to somebody who has never done, you know, a single class in their life, doesn't know the ins and outs, you know, very rarely, like, I want to say it's less than 1%, like 0.0001% of voice actors who break into the industry having no training whatsoever. But most of them, like 99% of them have that formal training. So take a class, you know, take acting, voice acting classes, take classes you know and practice voices practice voices in the mirror you know i talk to my cast and i do all these silly voices you know i do i do phone sex and i can do all these different voices and accents you know i can have a call with somebody i could i could literally be speaking to somebody in a call for 15 minutes have to take another call it's that same person but they want to talk to somebody who sounds a bit different who doesn't sound as much as like i do you know that sort of thing like that so i would say take a class because even my voice acting teacher helped me do phone sex better so take a class and plus having classes and having that in your teachers, if they're very good teachers like mine, will send you castings and send you roles that, that they think you're good for. So I would say absolutely take a class. I get so excited. I mean, for anyone, we're Facebook friends also. And every time you post, like, <laughs> a thing, like, oh, I just got this job offer. And I'm like, yes! Yes, you are so supportive and I love you for it. Thank you. <laughs> just, like, so excited for <laughs> Thank you. Like, I, I need that energy. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate it. Totally just, like, rooting from you from, like, my room. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then on, on less fun things, um, dealing with the government. Yes. Yeah. Um. So if, first things first, before you want to deal with the government, make 100% sure that you are sh- sure of what your name to be. Um, for a lot of people, you know, people are just like, oh yeah, you can change your name that easy. It's, it's not easy, especially if you are named after somebody in your family, your name is a hand me, like not a hand me down, but what's another word for it? Um, an heirloom, if you will, mm-hmm. if your name is a family heirloom, there's so much more that comes with that. Like I'm named after my, my grandmother, Jacqueline, who is not, you know, she'll pray for me, but you know, she's not the most supportive person when it comes to this sort of thing like that, but she still loves me very much. But you know, it came with, I'm getting, I'm, I'm moving away from this name that was given to me, you know, of this great woman. And that's a lot that comes with that as well. Um, But as far as the government and everything, start early. I thought this was going to be a six, five, six month process. It literally took me exactly 11, no, 13 months to the day for me to decide on my name and then for me to go through all the paperwork and everything and there's going to be tons of paperwork make sure you've got your paperwork always double check on your freaking paperwork the paperwork will kill you like it will it, it is so stressful make sure you have and make sure your name is spelled correctly i spent a year trying to get my name changed only for the judge to misspell my last name <laughs> and it's not oh even the name gosh. i was trying to get changed so when i got the official court order i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> so it's it, you know make sure you have people in your corner during this because it will be stressful make sure you have a lot of supportive people in your corner because it is one of the most stressful things ever but dealing with the government make sure you have your paperwork make sure you're always double checking call call make a lot of phone calls you know and then afterwards then you got to change everything you got to change your social security card you got to change your birth certificate you got to change your um driver's license your id you got to change your passport you got to change your school documents you got to change your insurance you got to change a billion other things like your name change process will take you 
on average, if you're like me, maybe two to three years to fully complete, depending on how long it takes for you to get everything done. It's a process. So be prepared for that, but do not give up. If you want your name changed, do not give up. Like, especially if you feel like I can't go on being, you know, whatever your dead name was, you know, that's not me. This is me. If it is essential, if it'll keep you alive, if it'll keep you something, keep you, keep you going, get that name changed and just watch how just proud of yourself you will feel once you have that court order that says, yes, this is your name from now on, go forward, be happy. Like, keep at it. It's a process. And it only took me so long because I did get depressed and I did, you know, have so much doubt, but then I'm just like, this is me. This is what I have to do, you know? And the people in your corner in your life will continue to support you regardless. And they will use that new name, you know? So mm -hmm. that's what I have to say about that process, but it is stressful, but keep at it. And if you have like any questions, like more, uh, if you want me to do like an in-depth video about the whole name change process, I definitely will. Because I feel like I feel like it's needed because I have I had so many questions about it that I felt weren't getting answered the proper way. And then I think I'd have enough paperwork and then I found out I need to do this paperwork as well. Like it's a process. And of course, it all depends on your state. And that's not getting that doesn't even begin the process of getting your gender changed. I still have to go through that process. But in order for me to do that, that's another reason I'm moving to California, because South Carolina only allows for male to female or female to male transition. Um, so I can't get mine changed to non-binary third gender. I have to wait until I get to California. And that's a whole other process that I am looking forward to, but at the same time, not looking forward to, but looking forward to. But, looking forward to the end of it. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to the end of it. That's exactly it. Perfect. Looking yeah. forward to the end of it. But that's that's my advice as far as those processes go. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I hope that, that helps someone out there. And uh, yeah, I good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Gender. Good luck. Um, I will be holding you in my prayers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, actually, I forgot to mention this earlier. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, in one of your um, captions, you wrote that your name was kind of inspired by Haruka? Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So I went with the prince part of my name was inspired by largely more so than Haruka than my grandfather, who was actually named Prince. Sorry, Grandpa. Um Oops. Yeah, oops. But so Haruka Tenno was also a big inspiration for the prince aspect of my name because Haruka Tenno to me was a prince. Mm -hmm. You know, just like Princess Utano to me yeah, was a prince. Was, mm -hmm. was a prince. You know, just like that's 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 the level of non-binary that I and gender fluid that I aspired to be to where male terms can also be used for feminine presenting people. You know, and that's what inspired me because Haruka was my ideal of the quote unquote girl prince. That is to me what a prince was. It wasn't, you know, Prince Philip or any of the Disney princes. No, Haruka Tenno was my prince. That was my, Dis that was my quote unquote Disney prince. And I, that's what I wanted to inspire in other people as well. You know, don't be bound by, this is a term for guys. Well, guess what, motherfucker? It's a term for me now too. So what are you going to do about it? Like that sort of thing like that, you know, fight back with it, you know, own it, claim it. And that's another reason why Haruka inspired the prince part of my name as well. I really just love the idea of the girl prince, the prince who's not, you know, restricted by gender, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I completely agree. Haruka could save me any day of the week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Utena. Um, but uh, yeah, and it kind of, well, this kind of falls into that, but doesn't fall into it. But like, I always thought of you, it was inspired by um, Prince the Musician. 
Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot too. Yes, yeah. Prince also an inspiration as well because there is nobody who was more queer than Prince. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> like, That's what I'm thinking. Like you're, as you're describing this, I feel like like he kind of falls into that a little bit too, as far as like being able to be fluid. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then just like Sailor Moon had Sailor Moon says phrase, Sailor Moon says. <laughs> at the end of every episode what would your phrase be so sailor jack says or sailor jack's prince says so sailor jack's prince says be yourself no matter how this world tries to tell you not to be i want you to go out there and i want you to take that fear of well maybe i am considering transitioning maybe i am considering coming out you know maybe i am trying to do something different that people may not understand I want you to take that fear and think about what's on the other side of it and think, you know, is my best self on the other side of that fear? What will happen if I just keep going? You know, I take maybe two steps forward. I take 20 steps backward yet today. You know, I take two steps forward tomorrow. Still be proud of that progress that you have made and realize that you will always have people in your corner. And if, you know, you don't have family or friends that support you, guess what? I'm your family and friend now. I adopt you. I support you. I love you. Like, I validate you and your existence, and I'm happy to know you. I know your struggle. Like, I may not know it personally, but I can relate to some of the struggles you're going through if this is what you're considering. And just know that I'm here for you, and I love you, and I'm glad that you are taking this step forward. Just be you. Exist in a world that doesn't want you to exist. Exist harder in a world that doesn't want you to exist exist for the sake of existing because this world does not want you to exist that's that's what sailor jacks has to say love that so much also i'll adopt you too it'll be a whole a whole family thing yes (laughs) (laughs) someone said it for eternal that they love how like the ideal like uh Yes, I've seen the ideal situation is like a a lesbian race car driver, her femme wife, and their goth girl for their goth life partner. I'm just like, yeah, raising like reincarnated, like yes, death, bringer of death or something, or bringer of death. I'm just like, yes, this absolutely should be goals, and it is goals. I completely agree with it, and I am. I myself am polyamorous, so... Mm -hmm. And for people who have questions about polyamory, no, it's not cheating, you dicks. Like, (laughs) let me say that stressfully. No, just because you have one partner does not mean... Let me... While while we're on that topic, real quick, let me just... Let me just set the record straight about that. (laughs) So, when you're talking about Sailor Uranus and Neptune and Pluto being a throuple, being a three-way couple, like, yeah, they're all aware that they are dating each other. Yes, they're all... You know, nobody's going behind each other's backs, but that's what everybody thinks polyamory is. No, I have one partner. They understand that I'm seeing other people. I have this other partner. This other partner realizes that I seeing and or being intimate with this other partner i have this part you know there's my partner's partner who knows that you know there's me and i exist and everything like that like that's that's what it is it's being open it's it's Mm -hmm. a roundabout it's not even a roundabout way it's it seems it's 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 an alternative to monogamy and i feel like so many people would be happier maybe trying to be polyamorous um because some people can't be monogamous to save their lives Mm -hmm. um but even then, if you can't be polyamorous, like if you can't be monogamous, we definitely don't want you in the poly space. But like, don't get it twisted. Like, you know, I love I love that people are accepting like like Neptune and Pluto and Uranus as like this three way couple. But like, don't get it twisted. Like there's that's poly. That's healthy polyamory. 
like what you guys are thinking about is the toxic type. So that's all I had to say about that. I just want to get that out there. No, completely agree. And thank you for getting that out there. It's it's definitely all about communication, transparency, and honesty. And I think yeah. as long as you have that, like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's only cheating if you're lying and like, exactly being dishonest. But if everyone knows everything, then it doesn't matter. That's just your relationship. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, where can people find you and all these amazing thoughts that you have? <laughs> so you can find me on my YouTube under Jack's Prince Cottrell. Um, Jack's hyphen Prince. And then you can find me across all social media at Jack Jack Attack. J-A-X-J-A-X-A-T-T-A-X-X. Pardon me. Across all social media. Um, and you guys can find me on TikTok uh, at Jack Jack Attack as well. And that's where you guys can find me. I am everywhere. You can find me on North Caesar at Black Girls Anime. I'm about to make a whole video for Black for North Caesar about the whole Catwoman DC oh thing. I'm about to talk. I'm about to have so much fun with that. Like that was supposed to go by Friday, but like I have to talk about this today. It's so absurd. So you guys I'm can look so forward excited. to that as well. Well, it'll be out by the time this podcast is out, but still. <laughs> yeah, I almost was. I'll, and I'll drop the link as well. But um, I. Uh in the show notes but um i almost brought that up earlier when we we're talking about like playing with your pussy but i was like that's, that's another rabbit hole <laughs> but, um and you mentioned the north season video that's coming up um what else is next for you do you have anything else um, I know I'm going to be doing a couple of videos for Black Girls Anime. Like, mm -hmm. I typically don't have, I try and have a set schedule about what I'm going to talk about, but I typically know what I'm going to talk about maybe two or three days in advance, and then I work with that, and then I put it out. But um, my next thing is going to be talking about E3 for North Caesar, you know, and how COVID has changed the landscape of uh, E3. So that's mm -hmm. something else I'm going to be talking about. And then I'm going to be talking about, um, for Black Girls Anime, how as much as we love the new Sailor Moon, there is no denying they lighten Pluto's skin significantly. Yeah, I so that's that in my something else. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's something I feel like I need to address with BGA. Like we loved it, we absolutely loved it. It was perfect nostalgia. It was beautiful. It was the culmination of so many years. But we can't ignore the elephant in the room, and that she was way lighter than she needed to be. Definitely, yeah, that's been the frustrating thing about Crystal as a whole is they they lightened her skin, um, yeah, even more so than. The original 90s anime which already yeah. lightened her skin from the manga and i'm just yeah. like y'all are just going down the wrong way here we'll see and i know they're doing that with a lot of the disney princesses too yeah like, they are ah colorism white supremacy yeah. screw you uh, white supremacy does it again yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like in the heights now is like a whole thing like oh the, like, my god I'm, like... I'm so scared to go down that rabbit hole i saw frankie talking about it and i'm just like oh mm -hmm. no i gotta i gotta go down that rabbit hole eventually i know it's it's yeah unfortunate but yeah it's there but yeah well thank you for coming on the sarah fan club podcast this was amazing <laughs> thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it this is like one of the highlights of my week so thank you so much for having me I love hearing that. So it's 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 a great it was great for me too. This is like awesome. I'm gonna be happy for the rest of like the week probably. Too. Thank you. Well, you're doing amazing. You are doing freaking incredible. Like, please keep up the great work. Like, you are doing phenomenal, honey. Thank you. You too. Like, literally, like anytime you post a video, I'm like, oh, I need I need to go like save this for later. Like, grab some snacks. <laughs> like, chill. Watch. Like, you and you had my favorite like. Um, but can they be Goku uh, content as well? I mean, there's, there's I've got to get it, back to I doing like... that. People really love that. Like, I've got to get yeah. back to doing it. I may make the videos shorter, which I think mm -hmm. was my problem. I was making them a bit too long, and that's a lot of work. Those videos True. are work. So I am definitely going to get back now. You now you've motivated me to make it Yay! make it a thing again. So thank you. Yeah. 
I mean, and check out her Sailor Sailor Moon one, too. Um, It is... I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Awesome! Thank you! And once again, I am Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm the host of the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast, which you can find on all podcast streaming platforms. We also have merch at mooniesclub.com, and you can follow the podcast at Moonies Club on Twitter and Moonies underscore club on Instagram. And you can follow me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm on TikTok at Sailor Victoria. And thanks for listening, Moonies. Bye, y'all.